0: I am uh, Jackson, a co-float designer.
1: And I'm Bea, a co-float designer.
0: And we're recording this to give our submission to this year's uh, Kennebunkport Miss Dumpy Parade 2022.
1: We're very passionate about Miss Dumpy and we're passionate about Kennebunkport. So what better than (laughs) a memorial to Barbara Bush and George H.W. Bush?
0: Yeah, a a testament to two giants and also major contributors to the community. We thought that it would be pretty, I think, appropriate to show a more whimsical side to our dear dear, uh, departed bushes. Yes. And to do just such that, we've set up a pretty intricate Italian carnival float that moves on its own. So there's going to be some actually skilled puppetry here. And what we're proposing, and we actually have it already built. uh, As you can
1: see in this video behind us. As
0: you can see in the video behind us, yep. As you can see see here, Senior is giving Barbara a piggyback ride.
1: Something that I'm sure they loved to do.
0: Absolutely. And he's also wearing a little uh, saddle on his back. Barbara will be moving up and down, waving a lasso. And also waving a ten gallon hat in the other hand and then he's got a little bit of a, a horse bite in his mouth Rain's, uh, and Barbara's got the reins in her teeth
1: and of course we've used only the premium trash that we could find in order to immortalize these two like look at the blue bottles that we used for Barbara's eyes they're beautiful they're glowing and so full of life I'm really sure that the boys are really going to love what we have done for their parents
0: absolutely i mean not many people can make use of about 20 different trash bags with fish stains all over them but we were able to find the right ones
1: really early because i have so much to do today is it going to get done we're going to find out because my adhd is raging
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think you're going to be doing just fine i wouldn't i wouldn't sweat it buddy you're a master master seamstress master costume designer
1: call myself a master seamstress people are always like oh why don't you just like do wedding dresses you can make bank and i'm like i'm not touching a bridezilla's dress oh by the way i'm be a (laughs) co-host
0: i'm also jackson a co-host you're
1: also jackson
0: i am also jackson (laughs) i am B and jackson
1: (laughs) and this is homegrown horror a main spooky podcast where we talk about true crime murders cryptids spooky places urban legends
0: uh, disappearances
1: disappearances, um, Fires And other very interesting things That happen here in the state of Maine That could you know horrify you And we stopped I realized that I've stopped asking you Like does this make you want to leave Because <laughs> I feel like You have settled in so well That you're like no, Nothing could make me leave The I, apocalypse couldn't make me leave I
0: feel like if I moved to like Utah I'd be like no I'm not leaving Just because it's such a pain in the ass to move <laughs> <laughs> Is that part of it? That's part of it. I'm just like, eh. I might as well stay. Look at all those boxes I would have to have to use.
1: If you could like teleport them,
0: if I could teleport them, would you still them? stay? Um, based
1: if, on everything that we've
0: covered, if I could teleport, then I don't think it would matter where I lived. <laughs> <laughs> I would absolutely stay in Maine. I would just like, you know, jet off to Hawaii on days that I feel like or something. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Or to the interior of a bank.
1: (laughs) Jackson is the true crime today.
0: I am the true crime. We're talking about my miraculous bank robbery and teleportation (laughs) powers. (laughs) But B, like, your week's been super busy. I know that. Have you found any joy in your life?
1: Well, here's what. So here's (laughs) the thing. There was, so I told you that on Thursday, so Allegra models for... Uh, USM. Yeah. And she does art modeling and so
0: Not super modeling.
1: Not super modeling. She went out to do some modeling and I was like, okay, I'm going to pay 30 minutes of Stardew Valley. Just 30. Just small little, mm, make it nice. And then I'm going to do some, finish up some projects that I'm working on for the show. And then the next thing I know because I, 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 I sit down like, I get out of work at 4.30, yeah, I sit yeah. down, and I'm just sort of like, do do do. Next thing I know, it's 7.30. <laughs> <laughs> and I like, was like, hey, I'm on the way home. I'm like, fuck, I have to make dinner, and I really don't want to uh, do anything right now. So I lost a day, and then that happened yesterday. I did a little bit yesterday, but I just kept getting so distracted. Mm-hmm. I did go see the run-through of the show on Thursday. It's really funny. There's lots of sexual innuendos. And also there's one character that is super bisexual and he can't figure out what he wants to do with things. And I'm like, oh, look, it's me. <laughs> Back when I was denying the fact that I loved Allegra, <laughs> I was like, but like, he's in love with his best friend, but then also in love with the best friend's cousin, mm. who's a girl. And he's mm. just like.
0: How can this both be true?
1: Yeah, one of them's name is Constance, the other one's name is Conrad, and so they're both nicknamed Connie. (laughs) So he's like, my two Connies. (laughs) 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 But also, little does he know that, um, like, the main premise of the show is that his best friend, the prince, is actually a princess <laughs> what yeah so if you're in the area go see the secret princess it starts on april 29th and it's going to be at meeting house arts in freeport i highly recommend it. if you're in the area go it's going to be a fun romp yeah. you,
0: you should count this as press for the uh the show and say i'm doing my part
1: i am doing my part and yep. allegra's actually doing her part too because she's going to be emailing uh the university of southern maine Women and gender studies department
0: oh, very awesome
1: yeah because again like it's it's very. It's not serious, but it does explore identity and it explores sexuality and it's very fun and I very much was like, oh look, Shamu's outside. There's a cat outside.
0: <laughs> oh, where's Shamu? Cat break. Cat break. Where's the cat?
1: He's at the door.
0: Oh, see him? I see him. Yeah, our he's neighbor has a very
1: cute cat. He's very old. He's eleven. His name is Shamu. And then like last year, they thought that they lost him because he's a partially outdoor cat. And yeah. um, they thought that they lost him. But what happened was, is he jumped on a truck and made it halfway across town. <laughs> so they found him because they have his name on their their, their name, and number right, on his right. collar. But that was, yeah, we thought Shamu was lost forever, but he's here. He's a very cute cat. He likes to come into our yard and just like sit and enjoy pets. I like him.
0: Yeah. One of the first um, weeks that I was here, I remember I was like raking in your backyard and come over and Shamu, yeah, Shamu came over and just kind of like sat in front of me and was asking for pets. It was just adorable. I like him. He's Very gotten into my cat. car before. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like
1: I, I was sitting there. I think I was cleaning my car and he just like hopped in.
0: Oh my god. I was god. like,
1: "Hey, bud, what's up?"
0: <laughs> what an adorable cat. I like. I love a absolutely pretentious, arrogant like. Cat, just I love just take advantage very <laughs> sweet
1: so yeah so that was my week and then work was you know it's i'm still trying to settle into being like partially in the office right yeah it's very different but it's working it's fine <laughs> it's 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 fine it's interesting being around people again raging adhd so it's just sort of like i hear people like on the phone around me and like lots of other clicky clackies like people click clack clack, clack clacking on mm-hmm. their laptops yeah. and i'm like there's so much going on this is too much so yeah i've been trying really to just like zone in and be like allegra says that i need some i need like some i need something to help me focus so she's doing microdosing with mushies right now so she's like you could try that and i'm like i don't know if i want to do the mushies because i don't know how it will interact with my other medications yet
0: (laughs) so yeah
1: (laughs) so yeah that's my week how about you
0: Oh, you know, just, uh, it's busy, um, looking at, um, I'm not gonna go into the details of what I do, but it is busy right now, um, and as far as things not related to work, um, I've gotten, I recently watched Midnight Mass, the first two episodes, and it's fucking amazing, I can't wait to see how else it turns out, don't, yeah. don't spoil, even though I feel like I think I already know where it's going, and maybe, I don't know a lot yeah, about it, I think vampires are a thing, i'm not sure uh, but big spook big spook big spooks guys it's See, really cool. i
1: i had heard in passing that it takes place in maine so i was researching that because i was like we could do this like bone bonus content at some point
0: i think we could yeah
1: but there is no definitive answer it was filmed in vancouver and also crockett island doesn't actually exist
0: yeah it's a fictionalized island for
1: that. so I... I mean we could do what we did with the lighthouse and make it argument
0: for I think it? i think what you should do is look at the town and the buildings that they show in and images and like you will probably believe it was in maine like and the accents seem kind of maine ish yeah. it's not hardcore accents but it's like yeah this seems like a new Englander. i know but it
1: could also be like that like you know the part of canada that like kisses maine
0: <laughs> yeah i was also thinking that it could be like it's so remote uh, that was like it might be Nova Scotia, like
1: actually, Allegra was showing me this video. There's actually an island that like they couldn't decide, like because there are a lot of really interesting little border disputes based on the fact that like when they created the border specifically yeah. of Canada and uh, uh, um, America, it's just sort of like, Meh! <laughs> <laughs> and they're a little w- w- wickety wonkety, and one of them is an island that. Britain once promised to Canada and then once promised to America.
0: <laughs> so now
1: they, like, share custody of it. <laughs> it's
0: to a one very, end?
1: It's a very small to island. To what
0: end? <laughs>
1: um, there is a uh, lighthouse Uh-oh. on the Canada side. And then, like, the U.S. Navy, like, patrols around it. That's very, it's funny, yeah. But to what end? I don't know. Bureaucracy. So I love you it. like Midnight Mass?
0: I've enjoyed it so far. Uh, only two episodes in. I've also been playing Civilization Six.
1: <gasps>
0: have you ever, Have you played?
1: No, Allegra loves that. Allegra, like, cause I'm an Age of Empires girl. Yes, but I think Allegra has played both.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean if she hasn't played this one it's very good it's on the switch so she could probably get it
1: i might do that then
0: i think it's on sale so you could get all of the dlc also which is a lot and i would say that's the biggest cost of civilization is the stupid amount of dlc that they have oh man i don't want to get you should wait after you're done with your costumes yeah i should (laughs) don't
1: don't fuck me over man stardew's already fucking me because yeah the other thing is because on Stardew, I'm I'm redesigning my entire island. Yeah. You fucking know, like if I had to build my own civilization, I'd change my mind seventeen times and be like, <laughs> because again, it's like. I all, like my brain is just like. Fix it because yeah. I have OCD, so my compulsion is just to like, fix it.
0: It. <laughs> I totally get it.
1: Fix it. that's how it like yesterday also I told Allegra I was like I feel like our servers whenever we go places they must realize after a point that the people that were eating here one of them must have had OCD because I organize I stack the plates and I organize them by size and then I like organize the cups on the table because I just don't like leaving the mess
0: I'm like (laughs) (laughs) but yeah
1: the compulsion is just like fix it fix it it's like even mm-hmm. if it's even if it works, it's yeah. like no, fix it, yeah. and then I make it worse, and then I'm like, let's fix it more, <laughs> and then you know, ten hours pass, and where where am I? Where... <laughs> what have I done? I still hate it, but I guess it's better.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I couldn't imagine that. My process usually is, well, it's nine p.m. I should post this. <laughs> No. Uh, no. Uh, well, uh, speaking of uh, Maine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was a lame ass segue. That You're could've... not allowed to continue until you think of something better.
0: All right. Well, I just wanted to share one small thing about Civilization that I thought was fun. Oh, yeah, go for it. Because it's like the range on the the difficulty is insane to me. But I was playing this one, I've been playing this one game for uh, a week now where I started as America and it was on a small map. And I started on a continent, expanded, and then then I met my neighbors in the West. And I suddenly realized that they were way too close. So in typical American fashion, I killed my neighbors and took over the entire continent. (laughs) So that was, uh, that, I was doing that and I was like, hmm, this seems wrong.
1: (laughs) Okay, Christopher Columbus. (laughs) I was
0: actually Teddy Roosevelt, thank you very much.
1: Oh, okay, fine. Teddy. Good old Teddy. Good old Teddy. Well, speaking of murdering people, (laughs) is there a murder?
0: There is a murder.
1: (laughs) Okay,
0: speaking of murder. Oh, and, um... I don't know if you've heard of this, but have you ever heard of Mary Ellen Tanner? Does that name ring a bell? Because apparently this is a very famous um, murder that occurred back in 78.
1: I was actually, this is the one I was planning on doing next week. Shit. Seriously? (laughs) (laughs) In any event, yeah, I'm fairly certain. Because I was looking, I was like, this is fucking fascinating. So I know very little bit.
0: Okay, well, I'm sorry to
1: It's okay. I have change
0: your plans I there. I have options.
1: Don't worry about it. <laughs>
0: By the way, we're uh, doing two episodes today. Um, and we're going to yes. be recording uh, another episode later yeah, after this Yeah. because
1: Jackson's one. peacing out.
0: I got to piece out. I got to piece out to CT Bros. Like, I go visit the Do you homeless. really like
1: Maine? Because it feels like you leave every chance you get.
0: <laughs> I suddenly have the ability to use vacation days. Get off me. <laughs> <laughs> I got to use them. They told me I can't, like, hold on to a bunch. You can't? <laughs> if I get to a certain cap, they don't, like, accumulate anymore. So
1: Our cap is, like, four months.
0: <laughs> I have, like, I have to use a month <laughs> at any given time.
1: Okay, yeah, because we... Yeah, we like ours rolls over indefinitely, and uh-huh. I think you can bank up to like four or so months. Yeah, and people have got have done that. Oh shit! I'm like,
0: <laughs> that's insane. That's insane. It's
1: like yeah, that's your jam, not mine. No. <laughs> Use it, my vacation time.
0: My vacation. I don't want to talk about my vacation accrual because it's bragging and I feel bad about it. But yeah, anyway, I don't, it's fine. Okay, so. We're going to be talking about uh, another vacation spot, though, in Kennebunkport. Yes.
1: Okay, yes, this is the this, this is, is the one... one that you're looking
0: up. This is why
1: I asked. <laughs> I asked you, la- I, or Allegra asked last night, so that way the one that I do- I'm doing today isn't the one you're doing.
0: <laughs> I get it. I get it. So thanks very much for checking yeah,
1: This is the first time we've run into that problem.
0: I know, because I was going to do yours so that you're going to do later. That's hilarious.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Okay. Anyway. July 7th, 1978 was the typical hot and humid summer for Maine and Kennebunkport. People enjoying the sun, the warm weather, the brief respite they get from their six-month-long winter, typically, right? <laughs> Around yeah. this time, um, on July 7th, people are enjoying, at Kennebunkport, the Miss Dumpy Parade. Have you heard of the Miss Dumpy Parade?
1: Please explain. Okay. I have questions.
0: Should I start the mainism now? <laughs> but uh Miss dumpy <laughs> Parade was a popular kind of bunk pork parade that started from the 60s through the 80s that featured businesses and other people um basically taking their collective garbage and using their garbage to decorate floats. It was first created by a couple artists. That was an attempt to create more environmental awareness around waste. Um, And so people would be like decorating their floats with like dead fish, just bags of garbage, How long do
1: you think they start, like when do you think they start preparing for this? How much accumulation of garbage do they need? Like a couple months? Do they save a year's worth? (laughs) Like... (laughs)
0: There probably is some person that's super dedicated to the craft of the parade. They're probably planning a year in advance Almost, oh, They're like, I got the design. I need about, you know, 20 gutted fish carcasses. I'm going to need about seven pounds of unused broken nets. I'm going to have to get a couple bashed <laughs> unused in. Unused broken nets. Unused broken nets. What about you? What if bashed lobster you... traps.
1: Yeah. Ooh, that yeah. could be fun. Right. Yeah, I see. I see. I'm starting to see the
0: vision. One of the... I saw a couple pictures. There was basically that, what I just described. There's also a weird one where um, a lady is just in... It's for a hotel. A lady's in, like, completely shredded uh, shorts and shirt. She's not revealing anything, but she's quite skimpy. Wink-wunk. Wink-wunk. <laughs> uh, and... Waggle's eyebrows. <laughs> Easy rock. Uh, and... Like, yeah, it was just a gross, like, people eating food at a hotel. But anyway, I don't know, like, this, where some of the direction.
1: I'm not going to lie. I am kind of happy that it's floats and not, like, people. I thought there were, it was going to be, like, you find the ugliest lady and sign her up for this contest, Miss Dumpy. Yeah,
0: when I first read okay, so I was reading up on the story. I found Miss Dumpy, and I was like, I... I can't just read past that, Miss Dumpy. I got to look this up.
1: You can't read past <laughs> it was Miss like, Dumpy. It was can't. like can
0: Because my, my thought process as I was going through this was like, B's going to ask me questions. Yes, and I am. I'm not sure what to tell her when this comes up. And I was like, what is Miss Dumpy? I should answer <laughs> that.
1: You know me so well at this point <laughs> that I have additional questions. I
0: uh, have additional questions. So, okay, Miss Dumpy Parade. Another feature of the Miss Dumpy Parade was that... Um, the young ladies of the town would gather together and show off their trash dresses. Oh, that's so fine. More trash dresses, that's and somebody fine. would be crowned Miss Dumpy. As
1: somebody, because when I, year. wow, I have so many stories today. So when I was, <laughs> so when I was, um, In high school, Allegra and I both took a fashion marketing class at Portland Arts and Technology High School. Cool. And one of the things that we did is we did a blue wrap project. You know the the blue wrap that they use in, like, hospitals and, like, the dentists? Yeah. yeah. So you take that and you make dresses out of it. Like, it's this big initiative to sort of, like, reuse and bring awareness and also raise money for um, different health initiatives. And we did do that and we also made dresses out of toilet paper so mm-hmm. I have used to tra- stop it
0: bad. bad bad very bad Easter Sundays tomorrow yeah we fucking know <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um yeah so I have I have experience with making trash dresses and it's actually kind of fun uh,
0: it is it yeah. is
1: fun it's
0: and I, uh, that's
1: fine as long as it's just you know it's trash and not calling the person <laughs> to Miss Dumpy
0: <laughs> we found the dumpiest broad of all of Kennebunk. <laughs> Congratulations, <Ooh>. Uggo. <laughs> I feel like the other thing that's really interesting, yeah. like, you
1: have to, like, because f- Kennebunk is, like, a nicer version of Old Orchard in a way. York's a nicer version of Old Orchard in a way, but, like, yeah, I feel like it's more, ri- that's that's, like, a more rich person vacation spot. Like, that's yeah. where the bushes are
0: yeah no well there's that you know the bushes are on their hill overlooking overlooking the peons of kennebunkport yeah so uh
1: i love it's a, such a nice <laughs> town though like it's really really nice but it is very schwanky.
0: it's very swanky yeah of course yeah. all that money yeah. <laughs> it's Bo-ya! just getting funneled in there Bo-ya! so we're talking about miss dumpy um yeah no what a, what a time what a time to be alive in kennebunkport I wonder
1: why they stopped doing it. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm distracting from the story.
0: I honestly think they did try to re-bring it back, like, a couple times. I don't think it's, like, as consistent as annual. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Bush has put a stop to that. (laughs) They're like, (laughs) you can't have this trash in the street. (laughs) (laughs) So we're talking about, as I said before, Mary Ellen Tanner. Mary Ellen Tanner was actually at the Miss Dumpy parade. Um, on this day on July 7th, you know, like most people her age This was like a pretty major event after the 4th of July fireworks, you know um, And she'd be hanging out with friends with us today. Mary Tanner is uh, 18 years old and she's the youngest of four other children in her family um, She enjoyed baton twirling and her school marching band. You ever done band? No, Emily's done band. She was a flautist Yes, she was yeah
1: I tried to in the fifth grade, and then I was like, this is not for me. I struggled a lot.
0: <laughs> I've always wanted to be in band.
1: I know. We've talked about you wanting to be a drummer.
0: I always wanted to be a drummer, for sure. Um, but yeah, I always wanted to be in a band, or be in band, and uh, I never got a chance. You did have a color
1: guard, though.
0: No? No color guard? No. no flag twirling? Nope. Oh, no, No flags, bummer.
1: no batons. I did have some, like, my mom's best friend her, her kids mm-hmm. did competitive baton
0: oh cool stuff for a
1: long time i feel like yeah and i was always like this seems cool and then
0: closest i got to it was acapella, <laughs> ah, I,
1: did you did acape- acapella? I
0: did acapella in high school yeah
1: okay glee let's do this <laughs> i
0: was the base and uh i didn't i did it for one year i remember and then i wanted to go do more photography courses Aww. but then the acapella teacher was like no please stay and i was like uh, okay uh and then
1: mr I, schuster i want to do photography no I, you have to be in the club
0: <laughs> i really did want to go back to photography i regret that my only regret in life is
1: not taking more photography <laughs> not taking courses. more photography Aww. courses no that so, no, was just fun so she likes to twirl the baton she likes
0: to twirl the baton Mary's like super independent like a lot of girls her age she was hitchhiking across town. Yeah. It's a very tight-knit community everybody kind of knows each other. Uh no one's really distrustful of this of each other within the community, but she was very independent. A lot this of her It's
1: also the 70s. Yeah,
0: because a lot, you know, latchkey kids they just kind of run off
1: yeah, they you know, they 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 are independent. It was a different time. People thought they could trust other people. Yeah. And also the like the um the the spread of information is also different. So like mm-hmm. you don't really hear about like all the other stuff going on. So it's it's very easy to believe like, oh, not in my backyard. It's very
0: Yeah, and I yeah. mean no one would anticipate what was going to happen with Mary here either, but A lot of her friends' family thought of her as funny, a gentle soul. She liked to joke around with everybody. She was very social in general. Um, And on this evening, after the Miss Dumpy parade, uh, she went and hitched with her friends over to a common hill for teenage parties that overlooked Route 9 and was near the Rachel Carson National Wildlife Refuge. For those that are interested in knowing... I think location? I know where that is. Yeah, you do? Yeah, I think so. Have you been to that refuge? No. No? I,
1: we've driven by it, though.
0: Okay. Is it kind of like a bird sanctuary mostly? I feel like a I, lot of refuge sites around here are bird situations. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, we have a lot of bird situations, the Audubon <laughs> being my favorite.
0: <laughs> After uh, the party, she ended up also walking down to the beach with more of her friends. And then around nine p.m., Tanner was seen being dropped off at Cooper's Corner and Kennebunkport in the lower village. She's actually from um, Kennebunk, and which is which is like adjoining. Yeah, yeah, it's adjoining. It's more inland, uh, but roughly from the center of town to where she lives, which was Cat um, Mousum Road. I think that's how you say it. That's about 11 miles that she has to hitch back home.
1: From Cooper's Corner.
0: From Cooper's Corner, about, yeah. Um, later then, she was also uh, spotted getting into a car, and then three hours later, so around 11, 11.30, she was seen walking on a bridge just right over Moosome River. She's about a mile away, a mile and a half away from home at this point, and she's still trying to hitch back. Friends spot her... Around 11.30. Um, and they asked if... She asked if she could get a ride home, but they were heading into an opposite, opposite direction. direction. So they didn't end up doing that. But they did feel bad. They doubled back to try to go see her, and she was gone by that point. And that was the last time That's anybody gonna, saw her.
1: That probably haunted them for the rest of their lives. I
0: think it did. The Everybody's been interviewed about this case within this town. I mean... Hundreds of interviews have been conducted. Like, this is the story. that This corroborates with, like, what yeah. people are saying. Oh, no. No one knows what happened. Mary, of course, didn't make it home that evening. Yeah. But her family wasn't really that worried. Yeah, she's you know.
1: independent. She's 18. she yeah. you know.
0: Mary's sister um, had started to go looking for her, but... Nobody she found was able to find her and nobody knew where she could have gone. The family was still pretty dismissive though. One thing they thought was that she probably got a ride down to Massachusetts because on this evening she's expected to actually be at a funeral the next day in Walton, Massachusetts. Okay. Because her boyfriend's from Walton and his brother recently got into a fatal car wreck. So she was going to go to the funeral for the event, obviously. So they just rationalized. No, no, she just went down to Massachusetts. We'll see her. We'll see her soon. But no follow-up. That's really know.
1: unfortunate that it she is. had that plan. Like, she was, yeah, someone may have noticed sooner.
0: Yeah, I know. It's really sad. But, like, they kept rationalizing.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Even to, like, a point where you should be starting to get worried. But on July 9th, so two days later, Dan Alho, who was 22 years old at the time, was flying a Cessna with some passengers. And as he was passing over Gracie Evans Field, uh, which is an airfield in Lehman, uh, he noticed something lying in the grass on his first pass over. He asked the passengers if they, what, they, what he thought they had seen They thought they had seen a deer, but Dan decided to pass over once more to get a better look, and he saw a body lying face down in the grass at the end of the airfield runway. Dan landed and had people call the police for help. Mary Ellen Tanner was found face down in the grass with her jeans and a sneaker missing and her skin beginning to badly decompose from the summer heat. The cause of her death was found to be blunt force from an object delivered from to the sides and back of her head.
1: How long was this since she disappeared?
0: It was about a full day. It, it was be, only a day. Well, she went dis- She disappeared the evening of uh, July seventh. Yeah. And then there's a whole the eighth. And then she was found on the night.
1: And she was already decomposing.
0: It was that hot. Oh my it's God. so humid and hot. Yeah.
1: Well, that's why I. W- that's why I wanted to clarify because yeah. that's. Holy shit! Okay.
0: Mm. Mm. The news broke that a body of a young woman was found in the field, uh, but family of Mary's was not rationalizing that it was her. They continued to just deny that it could possibly be her. It ended up taking pictures circulating around town and people identifying the body by a necklace they knew belonged to Mary.
1: They were circulating photos of the body? The
0: police were going around trying to identify the body and, like, asking people, do you know who this is? That was their best method. Interesting.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, if they hadn't reported her missing, there's no, you know, there's no way. I feel like the best thing would have been just, like, a description of what was on her <laughs> yeah
0: uh, yeah you'd think that'd be the best thing but they're they wanted to, that's make sure, a lot, I guess.
1: to just go around and be like will you look at these pictures of this decomposing body of someone you might know
0: holy shit that's <laughs> like
1: that yeah that's usually i'm just sitting i don't think band. that's how i've never really i've never heard it done that way before normally they release a description of what they were found wearing
0: Maybe this was and old 70s police work. I, I don't know. It's like, well, we got to figure it out. That's one way to
1: traumatize entire, the entire city, and then also, like, the privacy of the f- family.
0: Seriously.
1: And that's... it's in, it, Just saying it's interesting. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is something that they do, but it, that's just odd to me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think that there are very limited methods at this point in time that they can use to ID a body properly. Like, they don't have any identification on the person. I
1: know, but, like, you said that they use the necklace, so why not take a photo of the necklace and say, Does this was, seem familiar? Does this seem familiar? And go from there.
0: I understand where you're going, I'm not Kirby. a police
1: officer. I don't know.
0: Maybe they just don't have time for that shit. I don't no, know. <laughs> they're just,
1: just, like, straight up, here's, here's the body. Here's the dead body. Here you and go. Also, de- the other thing is bodies your body looks different as it starts a decomposing and just like when you die, yeah, it goes through a lot of changes. I don't know
0: how heavily decomposed that she was. All I know is that she was beginning to decompose at this point. Um, but I'm not sure how severe it was. And I mean, all that blunt force trauma to the back of the head, that's really fucked up also to show people, but whatever. Like if it's the only way they can do, if it's their method, then what the fuck? Like what else are they going to do? At least they're doing something. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) They're a bunch of morons from the 70s. (laughs) Don't be so hard on them. (laughs) Okay.
1: They probably have also never handled something like this, but, well, yes and no, because also, like, I realized that when I was going through and researching some stuff, there are a lot of crimes and murders and disappearances that happen in the 10-year period that is the 70s in Maine.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, because no one really gave a fuck for one, and there was also an instance of, like, disappearances especially. They are just like, ah, people run off all the time. And no one gives a shit. They just yeah. didn't follow up. <laughs> no, they
1: didn't.
0: Um, from the coroner's report, it was determined that Mary was dumped on the site um, and that the blows to her had rendered her unconscious before her death. They also discovered, um, they also discovered that she was three months pregnant. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh,
1: no. Yeah,
0: so that just makes it, like, ten times more depressing. It was already depressing to begin with. Fuck. Yeah.
1: Motive, maybe?
0: I'm not sure. That's actually some theory that I'd seen kind of circulating around was that one idea is that, well, maybe it was family involved, maybe it was the boyfriend, but I don't know. I don't think the boyfriend would do that. He had also had a very, very good alibi for that. People. Police of course would be in fit.
1: Massachusetts.
0: He was in Massachusetts, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, his brother
1: just fucking died.
0: Did very good alibi. Also very good alibi. Oh,
1: the boy, poor boyfriend. I know. Your debt. your brother dies in a car and accident then and then your girlfriend, girlfriend is murdered. Yeah. And she was three months pregnant.
0: Yeah. I mean he probably he might have known about the pregnancy, you know. But, but
1: that's what I'm saying is like yeah, well, it's that doesn't make it even if you no, know it doesn't, it doesn't make, make it better, any better. Of
0: course not. Um <laughs> Oof, my goof. they still don't know who the killer is
1: so are they also i'm asking you questions as if you're the coroner so sure
0: yeah i look at the like body
1: <laughs> a coroner
0: oh yeah you're not a...
1: <laughs> you look like a body expert definitely uh-huh. you definitely look like you should be on like ncis or something yeah 10 out of 10 um
0: i appear on bones actually
1: okay it's really funny allegra's cousin actually does what bones does
0: oh yeah is it as exciting as what bones does
1: no she hates the show because she's like this is not she's she's like a this is not how you do this
0: you would never go you would never
1: go on site number one yeah and then the other thing that she says is she's like bones is so incompetent at her job like her personality does not mesh with how you have to be Uh and it just like infuriates her to no end she's like this type of person's not cut out for this work get the fuck away (laughs) but the other thing that she would always say is she can't use dawn dish soap because that's what they clean the bodies with (laughs) so she's like we don't use dawn dish soap in my house (laughs) She's now a professor, but that's, that's what funny. she did for a while. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs>
0: I absolutely love that. <laughs>
1: but, so my question was, so there are they say, so they're so they saying that the, the blows to the head just rendered her unconscious?
0: The blows to the head rendered her uh, unconscious and initially. Then she, and, then, and then
1: she eventually died of them once she had been dumped?
0: I believe that she had, no, she was, I believe, died and then, as she was dumped
1: got it yeah okay so they're saying these didn't because sometimes blunt force trauma can cause immediate like can cause death on, immediate yeah. death or quick death so i that's what i just wanted to clarify so they're saying that she was alive she was hit and then she was alive for a little bit longer
0: yep i have exactly those details in front of me and i'm going to say yes yes <laughs> Yes. All right. So no one was able to identify the killer. And again, hundreds of interviews were conducted by the police to try to... They followed up on every single lead. And the case is still open. And there are still stories of them following up on leads to today. Mm. The community does care about this quite a lot. There's a couple things that people believe about this. It was absolutely somebody local. That's what people believe. Because Gracie Evans Field is very hard to get to at this time. Yeah. You have to go through a string of back roads to get there for one. And Gracie Evans Field is an unmarked area. You wouldn't really know how to get there unless you were in the know. So this is somebody who's probably very familiar, probably a local, probably knew Mary. Don't like that. I don't like it either. But a lot of people still care there's even a a group of um, friends and family called justice for mary they have a scholarship that they give to students every year that's annual and they uh, also continue to try to get any information about mary her disappearance what happened that night and who her killer might be um One article I was even looking at, just to even, like, emphasize the fact that leads continue to be followed up, there was even an article in, like, 2013 uh, that was um, police following up on a random truck in the middle of a field that somebody was like, this truck might have been involved. And they went physically out there and were scraping paint to try to, like, get some kind of evidence together about, like, anything left behind.
1: Was it in the Gracie Airfield?
0: they said that it was th- whatever a field, a- a field basically <laughs> they're like this is associated with it they seem to just try to find anything a- they can get yeah you know and at this point it's getting harder and harder of course um and even the field has changed it's now like a cattle farm like mm. you can't you can't go back into the details of the scene itself so now you're just trying to no, find anything possible
1: Somebody knows
0: something. Somebody knows something. And if you know something, listeners, about anything about Mary Ellen Tanner's disappearance or murder, uh, we encourage you to reach out to the Maine State Police Major Crimes Unit at 207-624-7076 with any information that you can find or share. People still care about this again. Like, friends and family are still gathered together and trying to honor her memory Um, and there is there is even a documentary about her coming out pretty soon i think if it isn't out already uh it's called the girl on the bridge the mary tanner story um and it is being directed and produced by rick o'neill uh who he's in his 70s at this point and he's been interviewing and uncovering new details about that awful night and hopes that He'll be able to celebrate Mary's memory with this documentary, and also help encourage people and give more, shine more light on this case. We should
1: watch it when it comes out. Absolutely. And see if there's any other information, and we could do like a quick update based on the information that comes out in the documentary. That's awesome. It is I mean, awesome, yeah. It's fucking. Well, awful, it's fucking but awful. You, yeah. But no, like, you you know, there's at least some movement on the case if it gets coverage. Yeah. Like, if it gets a documentary, if it's on, you know, the sh- you know disappeared or um, any sh- any of the shows like that. Yeah. You know that there's gotta be some movement. Sometimes, no, but other times at least, like at least, lets people know like we're still we're still looking we're yeah. still looking into this. This is still open. This is active. <sighs> That really sucks. Yeah. No, and it's just that I I can't imagine what it's like continuing to well her a her friends that left her that night again I think that's gonna that probably haunted them mm-hmm. to this day if they're still alive and also that people had to then operate and move through the community knowing that someone they know did this like this is very obvious Mm -hmm. sometimes you can like assume who did it and like oh yeah like maybe it's but like this is like pretty clear like kind of spooky proof yeah based on where they hid her body yeah hid quote unquote because it was found pretty quickly
0: it was found pretty quickly but also by chance Quickly, but by chance, chance, for sure.
1: If it like if I'd been a couple more days,
0: it'd been harder, uh, for sure. I mean, like, it's injurious interest- Yeah, it's just lucky that Dan flew his plane over the field at that time. I assume like, that was like a tourist thing. I think it was a tourist thing. Yeah, yeah. Was taking people around in the Cessna. Um. It was truly tragic. I know that this was. I knew this was going to be a big, sad, big, sad episode here, but. I'm glad that we could talk about this story. I think it's interesting and I mean it does I don't know, maybe hopefully it does inspire people. I'm excited to see that documentary, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway.
1: <laughs> you don't know how to get off the bay. I don't know like, how to get how off, off the do I don't you, know how yeah. to
0: end here. Um, I don't know, you want to talk about something else? <laughs> hey, it's a main <laughs> Hey, hey, it's a Maine-ism. Maine is home. Maine is home. All right, well, um, speaking of murder, <laughs> we're going to talk about a little something. It's not native to Maine, but it is a big problem in Maine. We're talking about brown tail moths. I fucking
1: hate brown tail
0: moths. It's the season for it. Ladies and gentlemen, brown tail moth season is nigh upon us when tiny little fuzzy Bitches. caterpillar bitch moths will kill your lungs. They like kill yeah, well, your cause lungs. It's not, necess-
1: it's not ne- necessarily yeah. the moth so much as it is the fucking caterpillars.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. It was bitch like,
1: ass, motherfucking hoes. I hate them.
0: <sighs> that's the big problem. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This year they say that they're gonna be worse than they have ever been. But I was talking to one of the actors in the show, and he was like, "They always say that."
0: Yeah, they always say that because it is getting worse. every year. It is getting <laughs> worse every
1: year. And my, so I have a brown tail moth story. You do? I do. Oh no. So when I was working at Main State Music Theater, we used to have a gazebo. Like my, I think it was the, it was my. Oh wait!
0: For those that are not familiar with brown tail moths. What do they do? They're moths. Yeah.
1: My story will tell you what they're about to do. Okay. Jesus Christ. No, I'm sorry. I'm just like... I have rage. So we had this gazebo that that's where they would sell snacks and stuff. (laughs) Refreshments, as it were. Yeah, yeah. And we would have to put it up and take it down every year.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: And so we're taking it down. And they were like, just so you know, you have to be very careful because... Like... You don't have to worry about splinters. You don't have to worry about... No. You have to wear... But they're like, wear long sleeves, wear gloves, wear long pants. If you're working on the gazebo for takedown and setup, up. Because brown tail moths like to... At the end of the season, they've like dropped onto it. You know what I mean? They've, uh, they've like made it their home.
0: Okay. I getcha.
1: So... Through my clothes, the, the they got me. Oh, no. So, I had a rash at both of my arms. Yeah. And it was so fucking itchy. Yeah. So, yeah, the hairs get on you and it just, like, it has, like, something in it that just pff, fucks you up. That's not the end. There were two people that had to go to the hospital because they went into anaphylaxis. Oh, shit. Like, they started to go into anaphylaxis. And again, it's like, some people just react worse than others. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, like...
0: This shit can kill you.
1: Yeah, most of us ended up with rashes. Yeah. Yeah, two people had to go to the clinic because they literally were... Having a severe allergic reaction to these little fucking bitches.
0: And did they still keep the gazebo after? Nope, that? we
1: tossed the gazebo. That that was the year we tossed the gazebo.
0: Yeah, no, they should have done that a while ago. Yeah,
1: it was a very old gazebo, and they updated it with. I think they ended up getting like a. They got. They got a not a grant, but people donated, and then they were able to get like a very fancy like trailer. Not necessarily yeah. a food truck, but like you know, mm-hmm. so it's portable, and you don't have to put it up every year. <laughs> Or take it down. So I yeah, I loathe them with a passion. They they are not native to Maine. They're I believe they are native to Europe. I wanna say like in the France, Spain region, maybe. Or am I totally wrong?
0: Native to Europe. Yeah. Uh, some countries in Asia and Northern Africa.
1: Yeah, so what happened was over the years, the winds have, like, sort of pushed them to migrate overseas, which is weird thinking about moths flying over the sea. Yeah. I don't know if uh, partly that, but also I think partly they were introduced with, like, Things being delivered, yeah, from those mm-hmm. areas. Makes but sense. But I also think that there was some something about winds, sort of like pushing them in a direction. But for something some...
0: about winds, mostly commerce. <laughs> mostly commerce.
1: So the other, so the interesting thing is when you look up brown-tailed moth, it specifically says like there is a very large population cluster. Yes. In Midcoast, Maine. Yes. For some fucking reason. We
0: don't know why. And also Cape Cod. But, like, but, for some uh, reason.
1: Like, it's not as bad down here, but, like, Midcoast is like, nah, fuck it. Fuck, fuck you, fuck it. It fuck belongs everything. to the
0: moths now.
1: <laughs> yeah. The
0: pop- the pop- problem is so bad out here that the state actively encourages people to destroy brown tail moth nests with pretty much with anything you have. One popular method I heard was dish soap. Yeah. Yeah, just coat it in dish soap. Um, Another one that's very popular is fire. Just burn it. (laughs) Growing up,
1: that's what my grandmother did with gypsy moths because they also they will destroy all of your greenery. Right. But yeah, those are the ones that sort of like are. It's like that big swath you see like on the trees it's mm-hmm. like all wrapped up like yeah. a fucking cocoon like a big ass cocoon yeah when
0: you see that that's a brown tam moth dust and you are encouraged by the state to kill it with fire
1: <laughs> yeah so my grandmother used to shit like i loved it as a kid i was like we're setting shit on fire because i am a little pyro i've always loved fire and so to <laughs> see my grandmother actively encouraging the use of fire for uh gardening <laughs> Ten out of ten. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I loathe brown tail moths, and also like this time of year is just the worst. But the actor that I was talking to, he was saying that he has an infestation in his house every year.
0: Oh my uh, that god! That they have to deal with. The house belongs to the moths. You the house you have to burn both, the house down now. The
1: whole thing. Get it's rid of the start whole thing. Start over. Just yeah, start from scratch. I don't care how much money it takes. <laughs> Like I'm he sure, can he can earn there. that on an actor's salary. Of course, and if he does, oh, he fine. has he has a day job. But
0: <laughs> well, it's even better set Then sounds like. <laughs> uh,
1: but I, yeah, that was the only time that I really had an interaction with them, and I have done everything I can to avoid them since.
0: I'm. Uh, I think this is the only thing that would make me leave Maine. <laughs> Are these fucking moths. Well,
1: just like walking, walking along one day and then going into anaphylaxis.
0: Yeah, that'd be fucking cool. For no cool. fucking reason. It's like, cool, thanks, moth. Very cool.
1: But yeah, it's just, they have these little hairs on them. And if the hairs get on you, they're, it's like an irritant. Yeah. And it just caught like, oh my God, it was so fucking itchy. And they were just sort of like, here, have some Benadryl cream. <laughs> get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's pretty that's pretty much what happened. i think they let us some of us go back and like change our outfits because well, mm-hmm. like it was in the, like it was on our clothes but even wearing long sleeves and jeans and gloves didn't
0: didn't deter- do shit to didn't you do shit yeah
1: didn't do shit
0: oh boy listeners we hope that you roll up your sleeves kill it with fire avoid the moths this year stay safe stay healthy yeah, don't... do Get... He's upset. <laughs> for multiple reasons now. Fucking, yeah. This is this a terrible little, episode. This whole thing
1: is upsetting. <laughs> Fuck this day.
0: Uh, my, well,
1: my next story is a little bit more lighthearted. So. Oh,
0: yeah. It is going to be a little... Just a little whimsical, I think.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> not going to help you guys while you're listening right now. Because uh, the next episode doesn't come out for another week. So... Enjoy sitting with this, um, sad story and the realization that you too could just one day blow up like a fucking balloon because you accidentally, uh, came into contact with a fucking caterpillar. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Fuck them. Please be safe. (laughs) That's all I gotta say. Bye! Bye!